everyone, this is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Luke Cannon, and in this episode, we are covering the second episode of the fourth season of Star Trek Voyager, The Gift. This is the one where, after the two-part Scorpion episode, where Voyager briefly makes an alliance with the Borg in order to defeat Species 8472, the ship is still in Borg space, with Borg technology around the ship and running only on impulse power, and with Seven of Nine, the Borg drone who acted as a liaison, still on the ship, but with her link to the Collective severed. As her human physiology starts to reject the Borg implants and hardware, Kess's psychokinetic abilities start evolving at an alarming rate, to the point that she can start to alter reality. And after digging through the Federation's records, Janeway discovers that Seven used to be Annika Hansen, the daughter of two scientists who headed out into the Delft Quadrant to study the Borg independent of Starfleet, never to be seen again. Having been a Borg drone for almost her whole life, Janeway has to begin deprogramming Seven while the ship is in danger and Kess is becoming something more evolved. Star Trek Voyager is a series that can be divided into two eras. There was the Kess years, and there was the Seven Years, and The Gift is the dividing line between the two. Brandon Braga came up with the idea for the Seven of Nine character when he was watching a promo on TV for the Season 3 episode of Voyager, Unity, of a new crew member who was a former Borg drone. He ran it by Joe Minoski, one of the other Voyager writers who came over from TNG, who loved the idea, but it was Rick Berman, the major domo who oversaw all of Star Trek at this point in the franchise's history, who told him, and I quote, Make it a Borg babe. This was a continuation of what the Trek to Trek podcast refers to as the Berman babe trope, one that we kind of saw earlier with Jetsia Dax in Deep Space Nine and then with T'Pol on Enterprise. And while sex appeal to boost ratings among the male viewers wasn't the sole reason for introducing 7F9 halfway through the series, it was still a big part of it. Fans online would jokingly refer to her as Barbie of Borg and 36D of 9, and Jerry Ryan knew this going in, and her agent even tried to talk her out of taking the role, saying that she'd be typecast like a lot of the other Star Trek actors and be stuck doing the convention circus for the rest of her life. And there was a lot of friction between Kate Mulgrew and Jerry Ryan during those four years. Kate thought that Seven took focus away from having the first female captain of a Star Trek series, and apparently, it got so bad that Kate wouldn't even do the scenes between Janeway and Seven together with Ryan, although you couldn't tell that on screen. Which is a testament to Kate, who has since then apologized and made up to Ryan. And to Ryan herself for bringing a character with crass origins to life, and making her not only a popular character, but also a complex one on the level of Spock and Data and Odo. As mentioned in the previous episode, each each series had an outsider character who was looking in on humanity and the complex fallibility and potential of our main cast, and Seven ended up becoming that character for Voyager. And this episode for me showed right out of the gate that Seven was going to have potential. I love in the opening scene the note of fear in her voice when she realizes she can't hear the voices of the collective, and the back and forth between her and Janeway is the dramatic spine of the episode. Minoski, the writer of the episode, said that when it came to the Borg, the Voyager writing staff wrote them as analogous to wolves, and that Seven was the feral child raised by them who was being brought back into society, as well as the analogy of both a recovering addict and an ex-cult member being deprogrammed, which turns the morality of Janeway's actions into a wonderful shade of grey. If Seven has been a Borg drone for almost her whole life, 
Does she have the capacity to make decisions for herself in regards to her identity? Enforcing that individual identity onto Seven and not giving her the choice to return to the Borg as she wishes, is Janeway no better than the Borg? It touches on the issue of consent and determinism and free will and individual identity versus the collective whole in an incredibly compelling manner, which leads to arguably the best scene in the episode, where Janeway brings some compassion in with her tough love. One. One. My designation is seven of nine. But the others are gone. Designations are no longer relevant. I am... One. Yes, you are. But I cannot function this way. Alone. You're not alone. I'm willing to help you. If that's true, you won't do this to me. Take me back to my own kind. You are with your own kind. Humans. I don't remember being human. I don't know what it is to be human. What are you doing? I'm coming in. I'll kill you. I don't think you will. Do you remember her? Her name was Annika Hansen. She was born on Stardate 25479 at the Tendara Colony. There's still a lot we don't know about her. Did she have any siblings? Who were her friends? Where did she go to school? What was her favorite color? me back to the Borg. I can't do that. Quiet. One voice. One voice can be stronger than a thousand voices. Your mind is independent now with its own unique identity. You are forcing that identity upon me. It's not mine. Oh, yes, it is. I'm just giving you back what was stolen from you. The existence you were denied. The child who never had a chance. That life is yours to live now. Don't want that life! It's what you are. Don't resist it. No! As for Kess's B-plot with her departure from the ship and the series, this was when Brian Fuller came in. While he would later go on to become one of the most unique voices in TV in the last 20 years with shows like Dead Like Me, 
Wonderfalls, Pushing Daisies, Hannibal, and would create Star Trek Discovery. At the time, he was a freelance writer who I pitched to Deep Space Nine and then brought on to Voyager, where his sensibilities paired well with the tone of the series. And his first assignment was to come up with a way to end Kess, who was a character that, no matter how hard they tried, they could never get to work. And to this day, a lot of the writers from Voyager have regrets over the wasted potential of the character. But the scenes with Kess saying her goodbyes to Neelix, Tuvok, and then Janeway are appropriately emotional, since the actors really were feeling those deep emotions. And the ending of Kess becoming pure energy, and her titular gift of hurtling Voyager out of Borg space and 9.5 thousand light years, thus shaving off 10 years of their 70-year journey to home, still works. And even though the silver cat suit that Seven was wearing at the end of the episode had to be replaced three episodes later because the collar kept pressing on her carotid artery and she was literally passing out. I love the ending of the episode in that it has probably my favorite moment in the entire series. I've extracted 82% of the Borg hardware. The remaining bio implants are stable and better than anything I could synthesize at such short notice. It is acceptable. Fashion, of course, is hardly my forte. Nevertheless, I've managed to balance functionality and aesthetics in a pleasing enough manner. I also took the liberty of stimulating your hair follicles. A vicarious experience for me, as you might imagine. You'll have to spend a few hours each day regenerating in a Borg alcove till your human metabolism can function on its own. We'll leave one operational. Understood. Let's see how things go over the next few weeks. I'll consider granting you access to the rest of the ship once I can trust that you won't try to get us all assimilated again. It will not happen again. Good. If you need anything, contact me. Red. What? The child you spoke of, the girl. Her favorite color was red. Join me tomorrow when we finish our trip to the Delta Quadrant with another Season 4 episode that I feel is one of Voyager's best episodes. Live long and prosper, and also, live well.